You are listening to Watch Cringe, and this episode is sponsored by Dufresne Watches. More about them during the show. Hey guys, we're back. Uh, episode 27. Uh, we have someone here who's very special, and he's joining us, and I'm not talking about Brendan. Um... We have Steven. Now, we'll talk more about who he is in a little bit. But I guess first off, wrist check. Wrist check, guys. What are you wearing, Brent? I got my Zodiac limited edition worn and wound release. That thing has a fucked up like bezel yeah, thing, it's right? A f- fucked up little pip on the top. But hey, I got a good discount <laughs> on that one. But it's speckled. It's speckled. So the it looks like it blends speckled. in. Yeah. Yes. That's the Save by the Bells. Save by the Bell Save by the Bell Zodiac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need I need to get a different strap. Though. I haven't seen this one. That's uh, tra- yeah, it's cool. It's a one yeah, I just got it recently. Limited edition, a couple like a month ago or something. The strap sucks. The strap is not. Like, it's I mean, abs- it's it's cool that it's different, but I want to get a silicone. Cute, but so, how usable is it? It kind of sucks. Well, why don't you put the moon swatch strap on it? Shit, there you go. Kind of nice. Even worse, then you could really know what a bad strap is. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm wearing a Tagure Monaco. Oh, it's because my kid's been watching a lot of Breaking Bad. He finally finished it. All right, how about you, Steven? What do you got on, boss? I have a one of two uh, Barton Springs, Dufresne Barton Springs. Oh, he mentioned Dufresne. Dufresne. Wow. wow. So <clears throat> it's funny that you mentioned that because we have our special guest is Steven from Dufresne Watches. And uh, I guess I'll give a little intro. For Go ahead. Hold on. So we're going to split up this episode into three, right? Essentially three topics, three main topics. We're going to be talking about the person, the journey, and the product. So we'll start off with uh, who the person is. Go ahead, Brent. That's that's, what's great about this podcast is... I've had zero prep for this. Yeah. So Absolutely. It's great to know what my three, my three topics are. This is legitimately <laughs> brand new to him. Yeah. And it's all like brand new to us too. We just made Go this ahead. a few hours ago. They've got paper. They've got uh, cardboard. They've got, uh, <laughs> got coffee. We've got, got everything. All the professional and, and I'm sitting ready. here yeah. naked and alone. Let's see. <laughs> Go ahead, Brent. So Who is today Steven? I introduce Steven, the founder and CEO of Dufresne Watches, also marketing and media manager at Dufresne, customer service support and logistics manager at Dufresne, vendor relations manager, roadshow manager, quality control agent, also at Dufresne, sales director at Sprinkler, Follier 3, owner of a dog, a Tesla, a Porsche GT3, a beautiful home, a smoking hot wife, and a longtime vegan, WIS 512 member, and of course, a longtime friend of the show. Wow, that sounds really good. Um, aside from that, he is also a life. He has had a long, <laughs> a lifelong love affair with the poeticism, timelessness, and inspirational beauty of mechanical watches. From the moment of his first watch purchase as a youngster, around eight years old, to being gifted by his mother, his grandfather's old Weiler mechanical watch, he knew that watches were going to be one of the most central themes in his life. Did we miss anything, or uh, was that pretty accurate? Do, do you just want to read the entire website? <laughs> It's good to see you've done your research, Jay. We got plagiarized. <laughs> Lots of prep, I could see. Go uh, ahead, Brent. So uh, for those unaware of what Dufresne is, <clears throat> give us two sentences to describe Dufresne. Two sentences that describe Dufresne. In fact, yeah. try to do it in half a sentence if you can. Okay. Austin assembled mechanical watches. That's on I'm the website. Okay. I mean, that's, yeah. 
That's actually part, on the part of the branding, but yeah, it's shorter <laughs> than two sentences. <laughs> See, that was the five word thing. I was like, oh, yeah, we could give words. him five words, and I'm yeah. bet you he'll do it. Ah, there that you go. Was well, it. now we know what he's capable of. Powerful. He's powerful mind. So small thing. It's good that small things impress you both. <laughs> <laughs> so so our uh, our wives and girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> so with the whole like Stephen being kind of a jack of all trades for the frame, right? So we wanted to kind of talk about some things specifically, like how did you start? What made you realize that watches was going to be sticking around mm. for the rest of your life? Mm -hmm. And why would you continue on the passion? Yeah. So I guess let's start with how did you start it? Like aside from what I already told them, which was when you were a youngster. Around yeah. It. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, you know, I, yeah, I had been a watch, uh, weirdo ever since i was a kid and and um i'll explain kind of why that the brand is actually called dufresne but ever since a kid i liked watches i i still and i should have brought it i still have the first little uh mechan or i'm sorry a quartz it was like bright silver and bright red you know something a, yeah. a 10 year old would buy i still have that first watch that i bought with my own you know allowance money but uh i've just been a fan of watches um since i was a kid my dad wore a watch i'm right-handed but i you guys notice i wear my watch on my right but it's because my father is left-handed and he always wore his watch oh uh, you know so that's just why i, I didn't know that oh yeah. that's, that's cool. why i was wore it so a little trivia i just simply um was infatuated with them but i didn't really know why to, to be honest with you um but it always intrigued me. I was really big into dinosaurs when I was a kid. Was and when it? I learned, uh, precisely, but when I learned more about how much time had elapsed between dinosaurs and present day, it really got me into the whole kind of like concept of time. And so, <laughs> I, I know it was, I was a deep thinker as a, as a child. <laughs> yeah. really. Jeez, you know what I was thinking at that age? I was fucking watching the land before time. <laughs> just enjoying the movie of dinosaurs not thinking about like an existential crisis yeah my brain yeah. just does never shut down but wow. i i the first watch that i really got into um and i think a lot of people's journey starts with tag mm -hmm. so the first watch i bought with my own money that was a really high quality swiss watch was a tag hewer um the the link the link oh yeah that yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. bracelet and yeah but um I went on a couple of trips and one time me and a buddy actually went through Switzerland and really got into, uh, touring some of the facilities. We went to Basel and had a custom piece made at, um, a little independent, uh, manufacturer called Oxen Ox. Jr. Yeah. So once that took place, that was in my, uh, uh probably yeah, late thirties, late thirties, somewhere in there. That's where I really started to kind of turn the screws in the head saying, man, I got to figure out a way to get into this space. And I've been in software sales for a long time. And one day I kicked off a web meeting for software sales and I was bored out of my gourd. And I said, I know what I need to do. And I literally Googled how to start a watch brand. <laughs> literally <laughs> on that call while it was going on, I was checking out how do I start a watch brand? So I, I'm not a trained watchmaker. I'm not a trained designer. Uh, I'm not a marketing person or a branding person. So it was a complete journey of just spawned from, from passion completely. So that's where I started it literally on that, on that call. I came up with, uh, the concept of calling it Dufresne. Dufresne is my mother's maiden name and she always encouraged the, uh, the, the love of watches. So that's, uh, that's the homage to her. Wow. Yeah. That's so the cool. rest is history. Huh? Yeah. Like legit. That's similar to how you and I started podcast. Just Google. How to, to start, start a watch podcast. podcast. Yeah. yeah. Google's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's like the new God. Mm. Yeah. Just answer everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, man, so that's when you knew it was going to stick, huh? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 and I'm, I'm self-funded. Um, I don't, I don't, I haven't taken a, a, a Kickstarter a campaign. No, I mean, I did a Kickstarter for the marketing side of it, but I already, already, already paid for the watches. I already built the watches, but I wanted to see how Kickstarter played from a marketing perspective. That's why I was on it. But I launched the brand completely without being on Kickstarter. And, um, I, I am, like I said, self-funded. And so I've, I've wasted a lot of money trying <laughs> yeah. to figure this thing out, but the benefit of that is I have no debt. I have no, you know, no investors. Yeah, I, I can do everything. Anyone. I can do anything and everything that I want to do. Autonomous. And it's all driven by customer, um, you know, customer feedback. And actually, even if, if Jay, if you were to look at that dial on, um, we're looking at a Travis piece that, uh, oh, there's some feedback that you gave directly. I don't yeah. know if you've noticed this or not, but the Travis print on the prototypes used to be small, small font. Yeah. And now it's all caps and there it's directly because of feedback. feedback. Yeah. So that that's those are my bosses or the you know customers. Yep. First question is you know in a business I think relationships is probably one of the foundations of like any business, like customer uh, relationships, but also business to business relationships. So who has been kind of important for Dufresne as you've been growing your brand? Um, I mean, so as I started the brand, like I said, I'm not trained in anything around this industry, and learning how to go through the actual manufacturing process was really hard and and coming up with ideas for the design all of them are custom design they're not they're not cases off the shelf or anything like that um, i think you all know that but just for the broader audience i mean everything is is really designed from ideas that i have usually when i'm running <laughs> that's kind of how i decompress and um you know, the, the, the process of learning how to manufacture was really, really hard. So establishing different relationships, uh, meeting people, having conversations, it's a lot of money to start a single watch line. And so there's a lot of trust that has to be built because you don't really know anything about the industry. You don't really know these people that, that you're talking to and hoping that the money that you're investing in it actually is legit and comes out real. Mm -hmm. So I have two partners that I work with very closely from the manufacturing process that have direct ties with, with a lot of the manufacturers. And that's been a, just a godsend to have two people I've worked with for, you know, one guy's three years, one guy's six and a half years that I can just explit it, you know, just trust completely and, and know that, um, you know, I'll be well, well guarded. The, that, again, that whole process of learning how to go through manufacturing was really challenging, but it, it, it a thousand percent pales in comparison to the marketing aspect, to the building of the brand and trying to find an audience and how do you market to that audience? How do you attract more lookalikes to that audience? Uh, that's complete novice information to me. So the only other person that's a part of the brand, aside from my wife, um, is a guy that runs my marketing. Um, and he's actually in central England of all places. And he's going to start taking a little bit more presence, um, with the brand. You've, um, You've probably seen, if you follow the Instagram account, the tat tattooed out yes. guys, yeah. that, that's him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Cause that's not me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Uh, <clears throat> so with Austin being such a big inspiration draw for the brand and Austin also being kind of now the home for a fair bit of celebrities, I'm saying, um, like Joe Rogan. There was a rumor that Bren had heard about. Yeah, I heard this rumor. Um, we've heard rumors that uh, Alex Jones started wearing your watches. <laughs> what are your thoughts Can on you, that? Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? 
I mean, he better take it off before he goes to jail, I guess. <laughs> Alex Jones. Well, the government, you know, the world of domination. Here we go. Oh, man. He's a hoot. I just saw his interview. He's a hoot. Yeah, I saw With Andrew Callahan. Yeah, that was a oh, good. Oh, man, he yeah. was unhinged. If you want to see a, a good interview with Alex Jones, check out the Channel 5. <laughs> Channel 5, yeah. Um, but being, in, you know, a good point that you brought is that the the brand obviously is selling, you know, Austin in a yeah, sense, yep, right? And, yep. um, you know, obviously Austin's a cool city. I think it's like an international tourist destination. I mean, how can you speak of how positive that's been for the brand? And how well, yeah, it? no, Austin was, so as I, you know, kind of talk about this passion of watches and trying to figure out the whole branding behind it, everywhere that I would travel anytime, you know, I'd have a conversation, this is pre starting the brand. And I'd say I'm from Austin. Every now and then there's a mix of, wait, Boston or Austin? So, But 99% of the time, people's face would light up, right? They just, oh, Austin, oh, I've got oh, an uncle there, I want to go yeah. there, yeah, or any any conversation around it. And so for the last 20-some years, that has been my experience that's kind of like I've kept track of like, man, I'm going to ride on these coattails. So yeah. when I came yeah. up with the, the brand um, itself... That's exactly what I wanted to do was, was have a play of, of, you know, wearing Austin on your wrist. Right. So that's why every piece is named after that, you know, an Austin landmark or figure or something of that nature. So yeah, it very much was a foundational part of the brand. That was a good boost. Yeah. I mean, using Austin is just so good, dude. It's like, it pays for itself. Yeah. And it, and it, yeah, there's so many unique, um, characteristics of Austin. So each piece is designed after a, a, a either a historical figure or a landmark. But I mean, there's so many, you know, think of a dress watch and call it the Westlake, right? Think of a funky, you know, like crazy, that. cool, colorful watch and call it the SoCo, right? You can come up with so many different a lot ideas. Of inspiration to yeah, draw because from. the town is so diverse that way. Make it like a really bad looking watch, call it Brendan's Neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, I'll tell you what, the, the, the crystal will have bars over it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> crystal will have bars. Make it a mineral crystal so it gets all scratched up. Brand's neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. make it so, like barely keep time. So with Dufresne being almost seven years old, mm. which honestly is surprising for a microband to even last longer than three I, I years. I agree, agree. To be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, how, how did, how do you think that affects what you have for being a brand that's been here for quite some time yeah no I, i'm i'm super fortunate so kind of what i was mentioning before is how do you find that audience and then how do you try to find a lookalike to that audience and i have really really cool customers i have some customers that have bought every single watch and every colorway within that particular model well wow. like there's a there's a guy in michigan well he, he's in michigan again he was michigan and colorado and back to michigan I think he has 20, maybe 18 Holy or 20 crap. Dufresnes. And I, I mean, I, I can't wait to meet him. I've just not actually met him. You never uh, need to fucking go there right now. Yeah, oh, I know. What he's, the hell? he's incredible. But I have a, so many customers that are maybe not quite that cool, but they're very, very cool in the sense that every piece that I have, they pick up um, or they're constantly asking what's next, what's coming. So it's starting to get, and I think there's a, there's a tipping point um, in, kind of to your point, man, that three or four year range yeah. where you really start finding that audience and and they share their information with others. And I start noticing I'll have certain sales in certain cities that just kind of pop a little bit. And I think it's just the virality of someone saying, Hey, I got this piece. You could, you should check them out. You should check them out. You should check them out. So that word of mouth is still a, I mean, you know, 
a massive part of the <clears throat> success of the brand, um, having a good quality piece, but also my phone number is on the website, my emails, you know, I, I like, don't I dox talk this to guy, people. Guys. Don't dox this yeah. guy. <laughs> so, uh, I was gonna, you want me to go? You can go. No, no, go ahead. Well, I was going to ask, um, oh, sorry <clears throat> before I forget. Okay, go, go. So what watches did Alex Jones have from your brand? <laughs> um, I've not personally met Alex Jones, so I don't know. He's just a fan. He's just a fan. He's just a huge fan. Yeah, he's just a huge fan. When he heard that we were doing this with you, he asked if he could get on the show, and yeah. we couldn't just for legal. Uh, we, we only have three. Yeah, yeah, only have three mics. Though, yeah, only so, have three mics. Yeah, exactly. I get, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, so when did you start seeing your like traction start actually hitting? Like, it's yeah, been, you guys have been around for the seven years, but what year would you say it started? Yeah, it. You know, it. It was a good, the first two years were tough, um, just to find that audience. But in 2020, when COVID hit, everything changed. It was so weird. March, April, very few sales for obvious reasons. Nobody knew if the world was ending or not. But later in that May through December timeframe, the brand exploded. Hmm. And then 2021 doubled what 2020 was and i've eclipsed i eclipsed 2021 about three months ago in 22 holy so it's yeah it's just grown um exponentially and i mean maybe it's just coincidental that covid and the brand maturity were at the same time or or it was just you know people well, were bored and they had more money and they weren't traveling and they started getting into oh, watches yeah that's you know. true that's true. like being yeah. stuck being stuck like excess yeah. yeah i say i mean i know i was yeah it was a, exactly same way during like, that time would you say that your relationship with windup helped garner uh um, audience? it mm, i don't know i mean I, I, it certainly doesn't hurt by any stretch but um i don't i mean i've done san francisco and i've done you know and that was 2019 or 2018 mm-hmm. so that was pre-covid right okay and then we just did wind up in chicago, chicago yeah you know, whatever two or three months ago so i don't think it's hurt but you know, that's a, a fairly limited audience that's in person at those events. Right. So, I mean, most, you know, I think most of the traction, if you will, has just come from word of mouth, yeah, word, of word of mouth and Instagram. And, you know, um, wow. I have really, really high ratings in terms of the, the website and the that's customer later success. Thing, right? yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> so, so with, with the whole wind up thing, right? So, so we were curious so it, do you get invited to that is that like a for for wine or for yes. yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so you were invited it wasn't like you didn't approach them and was like hey um throw me no in. no they, they yeah one when you i mean i'm trying to remember how it may have happened the first one in san francisco but um they do have a um uh a whatever a, a notice that it's coming and whoever you know expresses their interest first then we only have limited number of tables I so i mean there was that communication but i get to be on that mailing list or something yeah Somehow yeah i think new there. york might be a, a little bit different than chicago and san francisco though because i will say i don't recall seeing anything for new york maybe i did get it i don't know but i wasn't interested in new york anyway it's, it's quite expensive to hold one of those booths there right it so is it's like, it kinda, is. is it worth it for a, a micro brand to kind of get into that uh, space i think from it, a consumer when i see a brand there i think they're more serious about yeah. what they're doing you know yeah in I comparison to like to a, a kickstarter, kickstarter. Yeah. yeah oh for sure and that's why i was real hesitant about kickstarter when i started the brand because it just had a different energy and feel than what i wanted dufresne to, to portray but for sure. And I mean, when you, when you go and see, um, 
I mean, I think any of the, I don't know, maybe you categorize some watch fairs better or different than others, but Microlux or, you know, uh, uh, wind up or any of them. If you see a brand there in person, it changes your feeling of the brand because you get to meet the people, right. you get to hold yeah, the you pieces, you get to see to everything brand, around. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I I don't think it hurts by any stretch, and I think it really does help because it, you know, I'm not going to those watch fairs to sell watches. I'm I'm so I don't see you're going that, there to get I'm drunk. Going, as shit. I'm going there to oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How you went different direction? Yeah. No, no, no. My, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going there to simply meet people and expose them to the brand. Yeah. I just I just that's my my um, I guess ROI is like. Did we expose people to the brand? Yeah, like getting that much exposure. Yeah, like because that's like, your retail space, basically. Yeah, right? yeah. I don't physical have a yeah space. physical location. Yeah, that's right. You're just trying to do a super spreader event for Dufresne. Yes, we were really shooting for that in Chicago. No masks <laughs> around the Dufresne <laughs> table. <laughs> well, I just actually had my second bout of that. Uh, COVID, yeah, he just got, but it was over like it. super light. It was like less than you a got cold. the super blood, man. Yeah. That's what happens when you get COVID enough, you get immune. Yeah, you yeah. start getting immune, yeah. <clears throat> so in the sea of micro micro brands, right? So, I mean, I know that we kind of touched over it already, but aside from just being word of mouth, um, what's, what are some of the things that you did differently or kind of implement that made you and your brand stand out? Um, I mean, yeah, I think that one of the things that we kind of anchored on, when I say we, me and uh, his name is Nick, Um the, the marketing guy. I mean, we really tried to anchor on what can we do aside from whether you like the watch or not is completely subjective. So if you like the looks of it, you like the looks of it. If you don't, you don't. But what can we do as a, a little bit different as a brand? And some of that is imagery and, and the, the energy you see on Instagram and you see on the website. It's a darker, more subdued, you know, different kind of like earth tones and things like that to make you feel a certain way. But every single customer I get, I try to have a conversation with. If there's ever an issue, I try to handle very quickly. Um, if, if it's, um, you know, some experience where I've got people that call up and say, Hey, um, I only wear it every now and then, and it doesn't seem to hold time. Is there, you know, maybe something wrong with the battery. I'm not going to make fun of anybody who doesn't know there's no battery in this thing. Mm -hmm. Right. So I don't want to make anybody feel like they should have a certain level of knowledge or anything like that. So I try to be very approachable and, and really try to drive that that age old theme of just customer experience. I just really want my customers to feel like they're connected to the brand. Do you feel that most of your customers are buying Dufresne because they associate it with Austin or do you have some of them that are just like buying it because they like the design of the watch and they don't really know too much? Maybe associate with him too. I, yeah. yeah I you. can't speak for the ones that I don't talk to, but I have the, most of the people that reach out come to me with some story about my brother lived on Lake Travis. Okay. I got to get him this That's, watch. I see. Like That's there's cool. a ton of those kind of conversations. That's I really have. cool. Yeah. We're <laughs> actually going to be uh, looking at some of that stuff in a bit. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to go through your product catalog, catalog okay. a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Cool. So go ahead. I think you got uh, one more so, thing. <clears throat> we know that Dufresne is somewhat of a family business, strictly coming from the name alone, mm -hmm. um, as it was your mother's maiden name. This feels like a loaded thing. I'm, 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 I'm ready. Let me get braced here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, and you travel with your family on these road shows and they actually help and are behind the booths. Um, mm. Has this been a great bonding experience with your family? And do you see like your kids taking over at some day? You know, yeah, that, that's been an interesting um, occurrence because my kids are now old enough to kind of like understand what this is. My, my youngest isn't interested at all. He's 16. My middle one is 20 and my oldest is almost 22. 
those two are getting more interested. Um, my, my wife, you know, she's, it's kind of like, she's a Packers fan because I'm a Packers fan. I mean, she's kind of like into it only because that I'm kind of, I got you. you know, right. But will the kids take over? Probably not. And, and maybe that changes, maybe that changes, but there, and I wouldn't, you know, you're not going to push. I it didn't on them? create the brand so that it would be, you know, handed down to them. No, you don't want to create a Dufresne Foundation. Yeah. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> Who knows, nonprofit. Dude? Who knows? Who knows? But no, they, 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 the Chicago experience was really the first time that they very much took part in learning about the watches, being able to answer questions from people that come up, and it really drove some interest for them. So we'll see if you know. Oh, we'll see I if they, see. They stay with yeah. us, yeah. exposing them to maybe them. don't have them wear stupid outfits. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no no no! That that's that's part of it. They have to. Q guys, uh, he's actually wearing the same fucking outfit from Chicago. That's the Dufresne uniform, guys. <laughs> because yeah, I mean, we were just wondering. It's like, yeah, you it was it was your mother's maiden name. Yeah, like the whole family aspect of it seems honestly quite interesting. Something cool. that you get to spend family. time with your kids with. Yeah, and yeah. something. That, oh my god! I did I you mean, pay them? Yeah, I actually did. Okay, so we don't have to report you to the no, child no, services. No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, 1099. It's 1099. Yeah, it is 1099. They, there's no health care. <laughs> there's no dental. But they do have to pay taxes on that. But no, it was it was a great experience for me as just a father, seeing my kids like something that, that you do. I like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's yeah. so many things it. that we don't connect on, which is totally fine. But like, yeah. you know, they're... They're young and immature, and they like th these stupid things like computer games. Like you could probably, you, your oh, kids yeah. probably into that computer yeah. stuff, I mean, right? We, I mean, the computer are. stuff is <laughs> that's so, us. Oh, oh, you, yeah. Oh. Uh, we spend a lot of time playing video games. Actually, my kid does play with us. Yeah, we actually play with Jay's kid. You guys might no be else. playing with my kids online, for <laughs> yeah. all I know. Maybe who knows? Yeah. No. Yeah. If you could tell younger Steven something before you started this journey, right? What would you tell yourself? Uh, if, if I had the foresight to know that at some point I wanted to start a, a brand, regardless if it's a watch brand or any other kind of, you know, brand, uh, go take some marketing classes, Stephen. Go, go learn about marketing. Go learn about, you know, um, how to be creative from that perspective. Because that's kind of what I was talking about. The whole manufacturing was really tough. It uh -huh. paled in comparison to the marketing. Marketing is... Wow. It's, Dude, it's a whole beast, man. I can sit upstairs. I have a workshop in my house, but I can sit upstairs and I can figure out the mechanical thing. I can figure out how to change something physical. Marketing is is not that way. It's not, it's it's esoteric. It's a yes. it's an idea. It's an identity. It's a thing that you know. That's the biggest part that I struggle with the most. It's like constantly picking up on what's trending and yeah, understand how just, to read the audience. Yeah, yeah. And how much information to share and how much information not to share. Does that create uh, you know interest or does that piss people off? Like it, there's just so much about it that it's you know. Mm -hmm. If I if I had to do this all over again, I would you know focus a lot more time on that on, on marketing. That yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because I mean, like even looking at a lot of stuff now. A lot of the big brands, they don't innovate. There's nothing new. No. A lot of it is just marketing. It is. I mean, well, look at, I mean, Daniel Elton, you know, Shit, God rest dude. their soul, they're dead. But they had absolute, you know, terrible pieces from a from a perspective dude, of quality. Cents. Right. But look how big they got because yeah. of their marketing. That and the movement guys. I mean, yeah. like movement now, oh, I think yeah. it's starting to make some stuff. I think they're doing something different now. Yeah, they're they're sure. doing new stuff. Um, I mean, I would never get a movement but, they, but it's not for me they right? got bought out right but they yeah. were bought out by um 
Is it Fossa Group? I don't think so. It's one of those. It's 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 a big group, but they got they got money. they got paid. It's, it's out, the marketing yeah, it was like that sold million. them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they got paid like, out. Legit, the marketing is all it sells. But I that's mean, my point. Is like I I played with that where I'm like I don't care about the marketing. It's going to be a quality piece. Oh, it's going to be a Swiss sh- movement. It's going to be all of these things that like that's yeah. not you're like that's yeah. People aren't as uh, appreciative of those no. things. As no, you, think you they think would be. people give a shit about the nuances of your yeah, watch. your watch. People one like plus two seconds a day loss. Yeah, some people. Some people do. Yeah. yeah, I get that from time to time. I'll have I'll have that kind of conversation with someone like, hey, it's it's running plus four right now. The card said plus one. So, oh, sheesh. <laughs> so, w- another one is like, where do you, s- so with Dufresne being almost seven years old, yeah. I'm curious, like, where do you see your brand in seven years? I don't see it being much bigger, frankly. No? I don't really want it to be much bigger. I love what I'm doing, right? And yeah. and if it, you know, if it starts to become a level of, of um, well, work, I've been working, I'm, I'm, you know, in my 50s, I've been working my whole life. I love doing Dufresne stuff because it's absolutely not work. There's there's effort involved for sure, but I don't I don't have aspirations for this to be a um, a household name. I don't have aspirations for it to be you know five thousand pieces a year. I like being a nice small micro brand, handful of people. To your point, family you know mm-hmm. oriented. So I don't I don't anticipate there being a, a monumental shift. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. There's some things that unless I've, they get I mean, bought unless out. You get, yeah, two hundred million. Two hundred million. Well, then maybe thinking. <laughs> maybe yes. Maybe this can be. A if other I get a two hundred million dollar offer, I won't be doing this podcast. <laughs> hey, that's why we got him in early, yo. Exactly. We got to get everyone early. First. No. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about the products now? The the watches themselves, or what are you thinking? Uh, yeah, maybe after this ad. Designed and assembled in Austin, Texas, Dufresne's all-new Travis Dive watch is available in three distinct color options and will begin shipping this October. Check them out at DufresneWatches.com or DufresneWatches on Instagram. Now back to the show. Uh, yeah, we're back. So now we're going to move on. Let's get to the, the to bread the and butter, right? Yeah. The, the watches, the product itself. The meat and the potatoes. That's right. The case and the strap. Mm, what else? The, the lug. The handset and the dial. The mm. lug and the lug width. The right? box and the papers. Ooh. Ooh. The USPS go. box and, and the, the outer wash, box. And the lost shipments. Mm. <laughs> UPS. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Let's talk about some of the watches. Yeah. Um, so, Steven started a watch roll. Yeah. Of, it started with the Bergstrom. Yeah. Once you give us the little story, we can run run it down through. Yeah, each, let's run it down. Okay, so each I'm, one that you got. I know you can't see this, but I'm pulling out different pieces. Um, we'll the, pu- the we'll cha- put one on. of the challenges I have right now, which I think a lot of brands have, is inventory. I'm struggling to keep inventory in, which is a good thing. I mean, but that's a good problem. It is a good, good. It's a good problem, problem but it is a problem because it's very limited. So when I launched the brand, so I mentioned at the beginning of the, the episode here on my wrist was a uh, Barton Springs uh, prototype. So I made two pieces to launch the brand, the Barton Springs diver, and then the Bergstrom. It's kind of an aviation inspired piece, very traditional, old school, mechanical, at a yeah, listen to that. Oh Fucking man, that thing shit. cranks. Go ahead and put it up there and do that. Little. No, we do that later. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Wait for yeah. Don't Jesus crank that all the way. Christ. Wait for the end. That so takes... the, the 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 Bergstrom is a very um, uh, it's a very specific uh piece for a customer. Meaning it doesn't it doesn't have broad 
um, it's appeal. Not a wide it's reach. very, very narrow. Somebody that wants an old school piece like that, somebody who wants a mechanical, or I'm sorry, a manual wine. Um, so I launched with that and it stayed in the, in the, the catalog, if you will. And it was a fairly, it is a fairly slow mover, but I, that's fine. I love it. Then I launched with the diver, which was the Barton Springs in 2018. And that's where I started getting a lot more traction. And the diver market in microspace and any brand is so saturated, but every time I come up with a diver piece, it just goes, it just like people that. love divers. They just love the yeah. tool watch, put Being it on and beat it around. It. And yeah. Yep. So um, for the frequent flyer, you would know that Bergstrom is Austin's airport's name. Mm-hmm. And the watch is actually not named after the airport. Correct. Yeah. And it, it is off the pilot. It is actually off of uh, John August, Captain John August Bergstrom, who was the first Austinite killed <laughs> in World War II in the Philippines. Oh, shit. My peoples. Your peoples, <laughs> your peoples killed him? No, no your, pe- your peoples got bombed at the yeah. same time yeah, yeah. Pearl Harbor got bombed. That's a yeah, rough, yeah. That's we're, a rough yeah. one. Yeah, we're good. That's why I like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do like this, the Flieger one that you have. That, that is the Bergstrom. Bergstrom. Yep. Because the movement is so special. Yeah. And I think that it gives your clientele a way, like people that want to peel deeper into the watches and the to mechanical kind of see aspect. It. Yeah. This is such a cool story. And I was wondering if you could tell the story yeah. of the Unitas movement that you sourced for this. You bet. And so when I first launched the Bergstrom, I had that open case back, but the actual um, movement was a 6498 and it was not decorated in it. Okay. So I had an open case back that looked at a very bland plane, but still mechanical, you know, movement. So uh, as I progressed with the design, I went to a premium and then now this one is called the air. And each time I've gotten a little bit more special movement. So this particular run I was able to find these 6497, these Unitas movements that were actually out of a defunct uh, Swiss pocket watch company. And so I picked these up, um, had them re-oiled, and you know, I, I tune them and, and time them here in the, in the Austin shop. But so they're, they're gold, where they've got great decoration, they're from the 60s. And yeah, they're just a really, really cool piece. Were they gold plated and decorated when you found them? Yes. Wow. From, yeah, they're from. It's they're a factory. beautiful looking. Yeah, yeah the movement, man. Yeah, I mean, the perlage on the them. Perlage is yeah. so beautiful on that. And I have a little Easter egg on the actual winding wheel. Mm-hmm. And so, for those that have that, they know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> it's the. It's. Uh, I guess I won't spoil it, but it kind of uh, looks like a woman's cleavage. You know what I mean? Oh, there's a there's another Easter egg in there. Yeah, so you haven't looked hard enough. That's okay. Let me see if I can get it by the end of the show. <laughs> so after that one, though, I launched the uh, the city limits. So again, the uh, the theme being um, some landmark or historical figure. So the city limits is actually a GMT, um, and I really designed that because I've got some friends who are musicians and they're constantly on the road, constantly traveling. So I thought a, a two time zone piece to keep track of your home time. And is, actually, yeah. speaking about that watch. Uh, wait, we were just speaking about the, the, uh, yep. City limits. Yeah. That's the one that is going on right now with all these different pieces, all signifying different things. Um, the Bergstrom, of course, the aviation style, a GMT for city limits. And we have the Barton Springs, Deep Eddie, the Deep Eddie, Deep Eddie, not the vodka. So Deep Eddie is a swimming hole, right? Yeah. It's actually, it's the oldest swimming pool in Texas. You want 
continue that thought or just add duck out after halfway <laughs> through the sentence? That- I mean, no, no, I was because like they're all named after Austin, and so like we're talking about it because we all know it, yeah, yeah. We all know but it. a lot of most people were listening, exactly, yeah. and like the one person uh listening out of Kuala Lumpur, he's he's not gonna yeah, know this, yeah. Austin, yeah, yeah, he's right. not gonna know this, so it's right. like it's not bad to give him like Barden Springs is a really fucking cold yeah. pool. 68 degrees jesus very, christ very have you ever chilling. done the polar plunge there oh every year we have my wife makes me we have to every it's year it's so fucking cold i've never done it, it depends on how cold it is outside because if it's cold outside it's actually warm then it the feels water. warm in yeah. the water the reverse is not true though yeah <laughs> i don't know dude you've never done it Bren? i've never done that i i probably would i've i've done it in maine one time when it was like that's real cold yeah it was yeah. freezing yeah so it's like, I, 50, I it's like 58 here yeah, yeah i could do I it here oh yeah. here we go <laughs> the old northeast <laughs> thick all right blood, here we go all right so <laughs> so your newest watch starting to ship out this week right well it, yes <laughs> you got a little run <laughs> we, the... we can talk about you know luck and skill in a minute if you want, but yes it'll it'll be shipping in the next week or so and it's called the, the travis, travis. And I actually have my very own Travis here. So why is it called the Travis? Yeah, so it's another diver um, piece, and it's called Travis after Lake Travis. Um, And so, you know, most of the, you know, any of the themed watches. So if it's a diver, I want it to be named after something around, you know, water. So Barton Springs, Deep Eddy, now Travis. Um, So it's just another, a different variation, a smaller 39 millimeter um, watch for, um, you know, being named after Lake Travis. It, was it the Lake Travis um, model that you color matched the the water and the that was actually the Deep Eddy. That was the Deep Eddy. Yeah, water. Okay. the Deep Eddy. Yeah, there were different colorways, and I I take Pantones, and I literally went to Deep Eddy and tried to match the color of that pool to the color of the and dial. He actually captured a little of the water in, the, in a vial and put it into each watch. Yes, right? a little bit of it's with each one. It's water and movements go very well together. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! But you know what? Just r- real quick on that. So the Deep Eddy. That color was, you know, um, a very interesting, I call it lagoon, but it was a very interesting kind of teal color. Yeah. And again, we were talking about luck. I had made that design idea or that color idea came many, 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 many months before the Tiffany uh, paddock, right? (laughs) And, but I happened to have launched that piece right when that that paddock came out and the lagoon flew off the shelf. That's so crazy. again, it's just pure luck because it, it's a very similar color. And yeah. I had nothing to do. I couldn't, you can't make a, you know, at right least place, a micro right brand time, cannot make a, a dial that quickly. So yeah, yeah it was just luck. Ahead of the right curve, place, right baby. Time, yeah. Yeah. So with this new release, this watch stands out from your other watches you've done by implementing and introducing a new set of technology uh, called D-Protect, D-Adjust, and D-Change. Care to elaborate on that? Yeah, I, f- I feel like the, there's going to be some conversation around the the, the, the usage naming? of D, yeah, yeah. which which stim- simply stands for Dufresne. Dufresne protect. What else could it stand for? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I okay. thought it was D for degenerate. Oh, I thought it was D for D. D is nuts. <laughs> D is nuts. <laughs> so D- so what what is it? Yeah. Is- so th- th- there's uh, this is the, a little bit of the marketing machine coming out of Dufresne. So this is six and a half years in the making to say. Hey, let's market some of this, uh, you know, these features that we're adding to this watch. So the D protect is simply a DLC coating that drives about five and a half times more scratch resistance from the stainless steel case. So the D protect is, is that scratch resistance? Uh, the D adjust is the, uh, the buckle system is a, um, you know, micro adjustment without any tools, you know, just use your fingernail. 
And then the uh, D change is just simply a uh, quick release spring bars on the actual bracelet. So we have that on a lot of straps anyway, but this is the first time we've done it on a bracelet. All right. So with the introduction of the D's, right? D's nuts. Yeah. With the introduction of that, uh, why didn't you want to just think of any creative names? Is that why? Just, yeah. Yeah. The D it's, you know, it's just easy. Yeah. Right. Right. Unfortunately, a, a, a protect doesn't sound good. Yeah. B protect but it's, it's good. It's good branding. Good. It's like, it's your own. Th that was the name. idea. Yeah. That was I the mean, idea. Branding. Yeah. No, no. As far as the reach it does or what it's supposed to do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, fantastic. Killing it. And I mean, so if you look at the frame anywhere, actually, if you look at Google on your fucking website, on Shopify, Mm. literally everywhere yeah there is not one bad review yeah so good i reviews all the way around good reviews all the way around so actually what i want to do is i'm gonna call someone who bought one of your watches and get their opinion off the cuff good no uh no prior introduction i'm calling him right now this is like who wants to be a millionaire phone a friend yeah 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 <laughs> what if what if they're at church <laughs> he does not go to church this guy does not go to church. Hey, Madison. Um, it's me. It's Jay. Uh, yeah, I'm calling uh, to give or to ask you a question about the frame. Uh, I know because you've had it for a while. It was like a journey for you. And I wanted to see uh, what are some of your thoughts. Uh, you're on the podcast, uh, this episode 27. So go ahead. You're on speakerphone. I, I, is it recording live? Are we in action? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, as, as a, a novice in the, the watch collecting world, I've been very, um, grateful for the experience I've had with Dufresne. So I went with a deep Eddie, which has got a real deep blue tint to it. And it's, it's great because I can wear it in casual occasions as well as more sophisticated evening events because of how dark it is. Um, the silicone band is really nice and elegant too, real, real comfortable, but I'm really interested in Dufresne's latest release, the Travis. No, yo, it, hold on, hold on. Just to make it clear, guys, this was not planned or anything, but yeah, keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. And I'm not trying to just like pitch them. I just really been excited about, uh, getting into watches with Dufresne. I'm, I'm, I tend to be, uh, you know, fairly conservative with items like this. So you don't like women's so rights and stuff? Or? Going with Dufresne was really, I, I was, I was fortunate to be introduced to it, um, through, through Jay actually. Uh, one of, one of the things about these small independent watchmakers are they don't have the name and the history backing their brand to be able to sell these like entry priced watches just off the shelf without giving a lot of attention to the detail, the design, the care, the quality, because they're out here making a name for themselves in the market. Okay. So I feel like my investment into a Dufresne watch is really an investment in a way because it's only going to appreciate in value as their brand builds. And for the price point of getting into Dufresne, I couldn't be happier. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. Okay. Madison, thanks. That's sick. Uh, also, yeah, Dufresne guy is here. Yeah, Dufresne guy. <laughs> Dufresne guy. <laughs> yeah, Stephen is here. So, th thanks for that. Stephen, Good man, thank you so much, Madison. I really appreciate that. <laughs> All right, Madison, I'm gonna hang up. Okay, <laughs> thank you, Madison.
So let's do some site reviews now. Okay, hold on. So let me let me just Okay, you want to unpack that real that quick? Was a lot to unpack. Yeah, let's unpack that. Uh I expected him to like it. Yes. Yeah. I didn't think he was When did he get on your payroll? Yeah, yeah that I mean, seems like a payroll. Page. I've got to, yeah, I've got to. He write said he's trying to get into uh, the marketing. He's doing guerrilla marketing <laughs> tactics. I like that. That's nasty. But hey, dude, he was talking about the Travis <laughs> when he said that. I was like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, wow. I guess he has been kind of paying attention though. Yeah, because he's bought. He's he has he bought, two of them. Right? No, he has one. I thought he had the city limits one that he bought he, for his friend. He, 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 bought, yeah, he bought it for, for his friend. friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. To like he's get a, he's, he's a true fan of yours. No, that's that's awesome. He uh, yeah, we we met at a coffee shop and got to got to know him a little bit more. So I'm glad that he uh, is enjoying the the deep eddy, and I look forward to seeing him again with a Travis. That's <laughs> so funny, that's so funny, dude. That's awesome. So yeah, like Stephen, right now he even just said he met him at a coffee shop, which is funny because we are looking at a verified buyer review on your website named Michael F. And he said, Stephen went out of his way to meet me at a local coffee shop to show me all the models I was interested in. Really appreciate the time he took on just an expression of interest. I ended up buying two watches and I'm very happy with both. Yeah, I mean, do you that, remember that, that experience? I do. I do. So that's, that's the thing that I think I, I don't have a retail store, right? And so I have to make myself available um, and when somebody expresses an interest and they want to see it, it, it pains me if I can't meet them. Right. Especially if they're not in, in, in Austin. So I absolutely love meeting, meeting folks. Uh, and I think it changes that, that kind of experience they have because, um, they get to meet and hear any stories, ask any questions, whatever it is that they, you know, find interesting. I, I try to give them, you know, what, what they're asking for. So why not just have them come by your home and uh, well, enter your house strangers, yeah the, you know? the dog wouldn't appreciate that <laughs> so i'm gonna go ahead and read a couple more reviews yeah, man let's so, get a little more in there here's one by devin d on 08 17 22 see like the best part about this is i'm reading the names and steven's like thinking of oh that person who's that person like yeah he reacted as soon as i said devin so he said this particular watch is an incredible value considering the quality of materials and the proven reliable movement used within I love hearing the crank every day as I wind it up and love listening to the inner workings as the mechanicals run smoothly and produce those satisfying sounds of time ticking onward on the Bergstrom air. Nice. God, man, fucking these nice people lo- love you. Yeah, they love you. Love. No, love I'm, you. I'm telling you, I have the best customers. I mean, I really do. You got another one for me, Bren, or? Um, it's just all five star so, all the time. Class act, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark by Richard W. I got one with John C. Great watch made in Texas. When I decided I might need another watch, I decided I wanted an American made watch. After researching, I wanted to see if there was a Texas based company. Lo and behold, I found Dufresne. Pulled the trigger and in a few days, I received my Dufresne Waterloo. Must say it exceeded my expectations. Great watch at this price point. I'll be looking at a Bergstrom or Travis soon. John C. Do you remember John C.? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. The, a lot of times I have, like, they'll reach out either through my little chat, you know, a mechanism on the website or email and have full-on conversations with folks. This guy's named Robert N. This watch is beautiful and beyond description. It is obvious that the creation of the wonderful timepiece was inspired by a true artist. I am fortunate to own one. Wow, he calls you true artist. Hey, I you know it's funny. I I bought a, a watch from before and I put in a review. I don't see it up here. Do you <laughs> yeah. filter Do you, these reviews? Are, are these filtered reviews? No, they they, they post. I don't have any say. Let in me that. read mine. Hey, I just got the watch <laughs> and it's running plus two seconds a day fast. I want to refund or fix this immediately. Yeah. 
I know. Yes. Yeah. I wonder well, why that's how did you know that it was two seconds? I fast. used my phone. That's right. Oh yeah, that's always, <laughs> that's always the fun one. But that's fine. That's fine. So yeah, I mean, everything here is showcasing that it was always good. It, honestly, I want to find one four star review. There, I think there is a bro. Th- there's where? a. Uh, it, yeah. It's going to be a ways back, but I mean, it's based on um, accessories. And there was a, there's an accessory that I had. Oh, is that, it that shitty like box, not box thing? It's like no, it was one of the bracelets. <laughs> <laughs> shitty, box. shitty box thing. Okay, that's cool. Let's say you guessed all the unwatch cringe. Well, you get someone. Just... Well, there's the podcast title. Yeah, there the cringe. The, there yeah, it there is. is. No, there, there's, there is a couple in there where the, you know, the bracelet just didn't meet the guy's expectations. That's totally fair. Oh, totally a bracelet. Fair. Yeah. Do you here. give him his money back or you just blacklisted him and take his money? No. Oh, okay. I, I comment right underneath it. says, hey, reach out to me. I want to you're help resp- you out. You're a respectable oh, business yeah. owner. Good guy. Yeah. I guess um, another question that we want to know is uh, how many watches do you sell a year? Is Any, it a lotto? It, it, no. I mean, I try to stay in the four to 500 per year range. Mm-hmm. If I go much more than that, like I said, it, it starts to change. Yeah. It starts to change my ability to do what I'm doing effectively now. Um, so it's, it's in that range. I, I probably could expand that a little bit more, but, uh, I don't want to add any channels. I don't want to go to retail. I don't want to do any of those things. So I kind of like it where yeah. it's at. Yeah. I mean, the way that you're doing it now, the approach is honestly fucking awesome. Like it's, it's beautiful actually, I guess is a word that would even describe it. Oh, like seeing that. the responses of these people. Yeah. I, the only thing I would change or that I would like to change is I'd love to have a physical presence, not, not to sell from a retail perspective, but, but I guess of course for people to come in, but I would love to have my shop behind it. I have visions of a, of a coffee machine, a espresso machine, okay. some bourbon sitting around leather couches, just, just a, a, a extension of what I'm trying to portray through the website and social channels of a cool kind of place to come and hang out and, and check out the pieces that, that is something that I probably will get into. Ooh. Well, you guys have free Wi-Fi there. Well, it electricity. You, yeah, you would have to buy a watch though oh. to get the Wi-Fi. So code. this sounds oh. like a du- sounds like a Dufresne con. Dufresne con. It's like a convention for Dufresne, oh. dude. Yeah. Like a one year, like once a year thing in Austin, Texas. Yeah. Dufresne, in Brendan's Dufresne neighborhood. Buyers Club, in right. my neighborhood on the street. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're in a good neighborhood when you see school buses parked outside. <laughs> you, you saw those? You saw it, And like the box trucks too. That, yeah. that box truck, I, I swear, he's parked out there for like months. He hasn't moved it. I've almost gotten in accidents because I can't oh, see. You can't see you around. Can, like, blocks, yeah. Like, yeah. I cannot see. A third see. of the vision, it's, it's driving me nuts. It's driving me absolutely nuts. So, <laughs> I mean, now I'm curious. Uh... Are you thinking of ever getting into precious metals? Yeah. You are? Yeah. And so here, here again, the whole concept of when I run, I come up with ideas. So I'll share this with you. Um, so I am looking at potentially coming up with a, not, not a big run, but a, a small run probably will send it to the customer base and see who wants to buy it. But it would, I'll probably change the name of Dufresne to the actual original spelling, the French spelling of Dufresne. Oh. How do you spell that? How do you spell that? D-U-F-R-E-S-N-E. So that's the original Dufresne. Dufresne? Right. That's how Americans would pronounce it. Sounds like it. a soda. And so <laughs> Dufresne, when my family immigrated, they changed it to the 
very easy to pronounce Dufresne way of spelling it. But I would I would probably look to make a a higher level line uh, for precious metal and call it Dufresne, so but you, spelled differently. You are a true artist because you're French. Well, it's got the French blood. Yeah. Artist Irish. I thought. I thought no French. You just said French. Lunch. Same thing though. White like, people, can't you, can't you know what I mean? <laughs> they all look the same. Yeah, they all look the same. Yeah. We all look the same, y'all. I know. I know. But let me tell you though, Stephen aged like wine. Yeah. Compared to the other like white people I know. Fine white wine. Like actually. <laughs> fine white wine. <laughs> so with the precious metals thing sounding like a big deal. I so, mean, we were wondering. Yeah, gold, platinum, that sort of I'm I'm playing right now. I haven't plutonium. decided. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> uranium uranium mixed with plutonium <laughs> it will glow forever so no, i'm playing around right now uh with either silver gold or oh, platinum shit silver sounds yeah. so sick yeah so we'll see we'll see that seems like pretty good man are you uh looking to hire mm. yeah mm. yeah <laughs> he, just, he was shaking his it, head i tell no. you what if if you could assemble the answer would be yes I would be oh. looking, but yeah, no, nah, I can't. Nah, do that. It's assembly. It's my hands assembly. shake too much. I've yeah. got too much caffeine coursing through my veins. <laughs> can't do that. And I mean, that pretty much covers the product. I, I mean, learned so much. Yeah, today. I learned so much. That was a great. And awesome. I think another thing to point out is um, <clears throat> Stephen does these uh, uh, meetups with local watch groups, including ours. I mean, he's a part of ours, but with other ones as well. And he'll take some. He actually had us come by his workshop and kind of show us how things are done, which is really cool to see his workshop. Yeah, you get to so. see the process from him putting it together uh, and just seeing everything. Yeah. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for your time. Yeah. I am honored. Thank you guys both. No, for real. Like, that was a good time. It was actually I learned a great so much. episode. Yeah. And the ASMR was fucking off the cuff. Which do, yeah. Oh, did I already yeah, wound yeah. it? You have you wound it? No. Dude, fuck. Let's so do let's, ASMR yeah. right up on the mic fuck, right now. Awesome. It's so fucking good. <sighs> the the clicks. Chunky. That's fucking good, right? From the sixties. Uh, I, I can't stand up right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much it. Episode 27. Right. Hey, See you guys. See you guys next time. Bye-bye.